Hi, Chris Fallotton here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Chris Fallotton. Welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and hopefully change the world. And I have today Ryan Collins with me, and he is the CEO of Bethel School of Technology. He's a modern-day pioneer who's venturing, man, I like this, deep, deep in, did you write this about yourself? I like this a lot. Come on, let me finish it. <laughs> Who is venturing deep in the unseen world of quantum mechanics, which is true about you, by proactively tapping into spiritual intelligence. That That's actually a great That's on my business card. Did actually. you write that? I <laughs> didn't. This is, this is good that stuff. That is actually like really good. Yeah. Welcome to the Cultural Callus Show. Thank you so much. And uh, and you have been with uh, the CEO of Bethel Technology for like three Four years. years. Four years. Four years. Wow. Yeah. So much for spiritual intelligence. <laughs> that was even a hey, bad— Hey, a day is a, like a thousand years, right? word of Better. knowledge. Hey, tell us a little bit about your background so the audience can get to know you first. Yeah, yeah. So I've been in uh, higher ed for 15 years, online higher education, uh, specifically working uh, with colleges and universities to partner with some of the leading companies in the world to uh, support and build um, talent uh, acquisition and development goals. So uh, acquiring new talent for the future of work, and then also reskilling and upskilling their current workforce for the future of work. So tell uh, me what the goal of Bethel School of Technology is. Tell, tell us a little about Bethel School of Technology. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like I said, we're four years old, uh, and it's just been a rocket ship. It's been so much fun, and God is all over this thing. But um, yeah, we equip kingdom-minded believers with the most in-demand tech skills, things like software development, uh, UI UX design, data science. We're launching cybersecurity uh, with those in-demand skills so that they can go into the most influential space in the world. Um, Silicon Valley is the most influential zip code. Yeah, it happens to be absolutely. three and a half hours e- or west of us. Yeah, So they can go into that world, and they can, um, they can serve companies with excellence in both skill and character. And that all points to the love of Christ. It's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to influence the information age, you've got to influence the information gate, right? Yeah. And so part of our part of our goal is to raise up great people like Daniels and Joseph and <clears throat> Esther's, people who can actually stand with the kings, which are like CEOs yeah. of, of these great companies and really bring, you know, another dimension of thinking to them. So, um, yeah. Super excited about that part. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the school. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I, I think we won a Newsweek magazine, top five schools. Yeah. To, uh, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's one of it, three years in a row, Newsweek has listed us as one of the top coding schools in the country. Wow. Uh, University Research and Review has listed us as one of the top college alternative um, awards or whatever. I can't remember what it is, you know? So, I mean, those are great, but really the, the validation in our program is that 80% of our students are getting jobs within four months of graduation. 80% of our students are, are graduating. Those are amazing numbers in the higher ed space and they're getting 65 to hundred thousand dollar jobs. And most of our students have had little to no tech background before they even come into our program. Yeah. Which is, is amazing. What, what, you know, what's the secret sauce you think to Bethel tech? Because online schools typically have uh, a high enrollment 
and and high attrition rate, mm-hmm. right? P- the students don't stay connected. Yeah. So they get excited. They get on a program. They're like, I'm going to get job. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to become a coder or whatever. I'm going to learn this this technology because the the jobs pay so well. Yeah. And there's so many jobs open. Mm-hmm. And then they don't finish the program, yeah. right? That's just so yeah. common in in the in the in the educational field that we're in, yeah. right? So what's our secret sauce? Yeah, well, I think it, it's something, it's a desire of God. You know, yeah. the, the Bible says that God fulfills the desires of your heart. Yeah. And I think everything flows out of relationship and identity. Mm-hmm. And when you have that intimate communi- communion relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. it's actually his desires become your desires. So he's looking for um, cultural catalysts to yeah. say yes to what is on his heart so that he can uh, expand his kingdom to everyone everywhere. So I really think that's the essence and the secret sauce of Bethel School of Technology. And right there in the nucleus, the nucleus of that is our revival group. It's the community. It's not necessarily- revival group in the educational space. While you're learning coding, you're in a revival group. You're going to have to explain that because everyone who's listening to this is going to be like, why do I need a revival group when I'm learning coding? Yeah, I actually think it's the wave of the future for technology is this idea of spiritual intelligence. So, I mean, anybody, I think, you know, there's last year alone, there were 140 new coding boot camps that hit the market. Isn't that wow. crazy? Yeah. Uh, with COVID shutting all the ground programs down, colleges and universities were looking for alternative solutions to mitigate their loss on yeah. the enrollment side. And so really, I mean, the hard skills are a given, you know, and yeah. we teach excellence in the hard skills. But one of the unexpected impacts when we launched Bethel Tech, we knew that there would be churches and ministries that would be cheering us on and supporting us. But we had seats at the table at Google and Facebook and LinkedIn and Salesforce, the big tech companies. Yeah, some of the and best, it, some it wonderful companies. Yeah, it, what, we, we we hosted a panel discussion at Google's yeah, headquarters yeah, we where we talked about SQ. Yeah. Um, and you could literally see these Christian technologists, some of the br- most brilliant minds leaning into that conversation. But really what it is, is it wasn't the hard skills that got us a seat at the table. It was actually the human skills. It was the mm. character building skills yeah. because of the revival group, the idea that you weren't just designed to do something, but you were actually designed on purpose and for a purpose. And that goes back to relationship with the Lord. So if we can establish not just the hard skills, but things like culture of honor, healthy relationship and community, brave communication, accountability, and nobility, those are the human skills, the character building yeah. skills that companies are investing investing millions of dollars to improve their workplace culture. And so they see us as the first ever um, character-focused boot camp. And so they love that. And that's so cool because kingdom values yeah. should be attractive to to culture when it's done in authenticity. And I think that's the that's the point. Yeah. And you know, we're we're both lead large organizations. And you know, the people challenges are the greatest challenges we have. And so in helping people Having people who have agreed, have agreed upon core values around honor, royal, you know, uh, identity, um, re- conflict resolution, mm-hmm. reconciliation, yeah. and having skills around those core values is really, I think, I think, I think that's the challenge for every CEO, even in large companies. It's yeah. how do you how do you attract and keep really good talent, and how do you build uh, how do you build cultures that are highly productive. And have a high morale and have a high skill levels. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's it. Let me let me just digress for a yeah. second and talk about the SQ. Yeah, because a lot of our audience would know that you keep saying SQ, and and that's kind of what our topic was around. I should have done a better job of introducing it. So we have IQ and you know, and so pretty much pretty much everybody on this on this uh, on this uh, webcast 
Let's say that one more time on this webcast. <laughs> I know what it is. It's a webcast. <laughs> on this webcast knows what IQ is. And now we have emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. There's some great books out there, by the way. You can get on Amazon, look at the high-rated books on, on EQ, uh, emotional intelligence. Just really so much research now. And what we're finding is that the, the best leaders really are not not necessarily the people who have the highest IQ. Mm. They're not necessarily IQ geniuses. It's probably good for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely was very good news for me. And the, but they they have a high emotional intelligence. They know how to navigate uh, that that world. But the Lord really introduced us about four or five years ago to spiritual intelligence SQ, where we're we're actually introduced to the tri a tri dimensional thinking. Mm -hmm. So not just IQ, not just EQ, but SQ. And the the reason why we're we're, we're talking about this today is because believers, people who are born again, they actually have a tremendous advantage in that they can think tridimensionally, but they seldom do. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote this book on spiritual intelligence. You actually wrote a chapter, which I'm going to ask you to talk about in just mm -hmm. a minute. And, uh, and the, the whole idea of the book was, first of all, to introduce the subject of spiritual intelligence. Mm -hmm. Secondly, was to get people's, you know, wet people's appetite, like taste and see. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, create some pathway to like, how do I create new neural pathways to tri-dimensional thinking, and mm -hmm. it's not like IQ is not important, EQ is not important, but it's like in introducing this third dimension where we can actually, I, I say, it's the art of thinking like God, mm -hmm. and that that's that's nearly a quote from the Bible. You know, First Corinthians chapter two, we yeah. have the mind of Christ, yes. yeah, and so tapping into the thoughts of God for everyday. Uh, everyday challenges and everyday problems that we need solutions. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the goal of that. And you, I had you write a chapter because yeah. you, you, you really have, um, I, I, I've been intrigued by the quantum physics kind of illustrations that you've been giving and, yeah. and research you've been mm -hmm. doing actually since we've been together, it's four years yeah. and you, you tapped into something, but also, Part of that was in discovering the history yeah. of quantum physics and science, and giving—I I don't want to take away your thunder. No, that's so great. Let's no. Talk a little bit about that chapter, what's in that chapter, and what you're learning about the yeah. whole quantum world and about believers who who have actually been pioneers in science. Yeah. Well, let me just say this too: if you take just a mm -hmm. um, a macro view of the tech space, I mean, what other space in our society operates in the the level of faith that the tech space does? Like, you have to have a level, a high level of faith in the unseen realm, so that you can transfer information from one place to the next thousands of miles away through invisible space. So that actually points to Hebrews 11.3, yeah. that by faith we understand that God spoke the worlds into existence. God spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to all that is seen. Yes. That second part, that the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen, I believe if there was a gate on the tech space, that mm. that would be the mantra on the gate. It's just that first part that God, uh, God spoke the world's into existence. So the things that, that is, we're seeing were not made from things that are visible. Right, is right. That what it says in New American Standard. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's been a curtain on that. Yeah. And so, but I look at the tech space and even like when you're talking about SQ, these companies are not opposed or um, 
they're 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 not um, strangers to the spiritual side. In fact, they will actually employ psychics to come in and tell them about their business and yeah. give them a leg up on their competition. I'm glad you brought that up because the psychics are dominating the space. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's primarily because we've exited this space. Yeah. So we could look at it as one of two ways. We could look at it as a church like uh, the drive-by narrative, like oh, here's God and here's tech, and they're mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Or we could see it like Paul going into Athens and seeing all the statues to the different idols and seeing the statue right in the middle to the unknown God. And instead of condemning them for their unbelief in Christ, he used that as an open door to share his testimony of Jesus. And they actually established. Uh, uh, the first church in Athens because of that. And Dionysus hey, uh, the, yeah. that was on the Areopagus became a believer. I mean, the atmosphere was shifted because of Paul's ability to see the curiosity and to honor that. I feel like we're entering into a season of that with the tech space. And this actually came out of, I remember shortly after we started Bethel Tech, this was 2018, and I was getting invited to the largest tech companies in the world to talk about our program. And I was on the San Francisco Bay Bridge going from one fortune level tech company to the next. And I heard the Lord say, I'm redeeming the tech space so that all would taste and see my goodness because it's my goodness that leads man to repentance. Come on. Not out of obligation or compliance. That's religion. Yeah. But out of an overwhelming sense of joy of not just discovering what you can do, but actually why you were made, your purpose, your origin. So and so I had to understand, like redeem. if you look at that word redeem, it means to regain possession of. And so we know that God is brilliant. We we know that he's the creator of the universe and all Tends the world. Tends to be a little smart. Yes. So, so I asked him, uh, would you point me in the direction in history where you partnered with a son or a daughter to manifest what we now know uh, as our modern tech space and our modern communication networks? And so I think God loves going on that exploration and that journey with you. I mean, um, so he pointed me to actually 19th century, mid to late 19th century um, Victorian um, uh, Britain. Um, and there were some phenomenal physicists at that time um, that were um, not just um, Christians, but they were they 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 valued their relationship with God, yeah, and they leaned on it for everything they did. They were operating in SQ. So there was one particular physicist. His name's James Clerk Maxwell. He's considered the greatest physicist between um, Newton and Einstein. And actually, Einstein said, um, you know, what, he was once asked, "Do you stand on the shoulders of Newton?" He said, "No, I stand on the shoulders of Maxwell." He also said, "One epic season, E P O C H," yeah, which you talk about a lot yeah. and articulate beautifully. These, these seasons of favor and opportunity. Yeah. Um, we know it from a divine from a divine perspective. Yeah. But he said one epic season in science began or ended and began with with Maxwell because Maxwell ushered in the in the way, a revolution in the way that physicists perceived the natural world. He believed that everything that we saw, everything that we sensed in the physical world, um, was only one part of the equation. That there had to be another guiding force in an invisible realm that was causing everything to operate and exist. So it was actually from this perspective that he discovered that light was an electromagnetic wave and that you could manipulate these 
these waves in such a way that you could transfer information from one place to the next through empty space. This is the foundation for Wi-Fi, for radar, for satellite, for everything that we've built our modern communication networks and technology space on. It all stands on the shoulders of Maxwell. And Maxwell was a devout believer who didn't believe that science and God were mutually exclusive, but actually science pointed to the brilliance of our creator and that he made us wow. in his image and his likeness, gave us dominion over his creation. It was our responsibility to study the works of the hands of our creator. The more that we studied, the more that he would reveal his creativity and his creation to us and through us from the invisible realm into the natural world. My, my mind's exploding with scriptures and ideas. Yeah. Like Romans 1 20, mm-hmm. uh, Paul said, uh, God's invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature. So these three dimensions, God's invisible attributes. Yeah. His divine nature, his eternal power mm-hmm. are clearly seen yeah. in what God made. Yep. yep. And so this is the, in other words, the creator revealed himself through creation mm-hmm. and creation is not, in other words, God didn't, God didn't make something absent of his nature. Yeah. So the goal of science is to discover the nature of God. Yeah. And when you, when you marry science with, um, with the kingdom, yeah, you, what you have is revelation. Yeah. Right. So when you, when you, you know, when you look at an animal or, 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 or something, a river, or now we talk about the biological world or astronomy, all Mm -hmm. of these things, what happens is is we don't just learn about the creature or the create or creation we learn about the creator absolutely the stones are crying out that Jesus is king. exactly and so what we have with Maxwell you mm-hmm. know that was 150 years ago and then over the course of 150 years we've had this accelerated rate of discovery in technology and yet we the drive by narrative is that it it that the origin it's that god is not it's an entirely humanistic endeavor is is right. that and so what god was telling me is we have to rediscover the origin we have to get ourselves set on the right foundation again mm-hmm. in order to move into the next season of scientific discovery and technological advancement because i believe that that will actually birth a revival a, a next great movement of god in alignment with billy graham said in 2000 the next great movement of god will come from believers in the marketplace well every company is now a tech company regardless of industry yeah exactly it's you, they, you have a, you have a a laundry company, it's a tech company. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so, um, I mean, our, our, our students are getting jobs in every se- banking, uh, healthcare, manufacturing, yeah. you know, so, um, but they're, they're all technologists. So anyways, the idea over, and, and to your point earlier, we had a beautiful opportunity to take the baton from Maxwell. Yeah. And, and at the same time, and, and, and Bill talks about this, you talk about this, that anything that has power, the devil will counterfeit. Yeah. Well, I think the most powerful um, understanding in our existence is actually knowing where we come from and that knowing that we weren't, that we were actually built on purpose and for a purpose. And so the counterfeit of that is that 14 billion years ago through a big, you know, a big bang accident, um, the worlds were set in motion and we're in this perpetual state of trying to correct ourselves as accidents through evolution. And so at the same time, Maxwell- You're it, not saying that's true. You're it's saying- It's not true. That's, you're that's saying the counterfeit. You, you start with the wrong core value. Yeah. 
and you can't see the truth. Yeah, if you were to build a house on a foundation that had had cracks, that structure will be compromised. Eventually, it'll it'll crumble in on itself. Totally. I think we're actually coming to that point because science is actually pointing to the creator in, in ways that si- the leading scientists can't explain now. But if you look at Maxwell and you look at the same time he was coming up with his theory of electromagnetism, which Richard Feynman, post-World War II, is considered the most influential um, American quantum physicist, said of Maxwell, 10,000 years from now, mankind will look back at Maxwell's discovery of electromagnetism as the single most important event of the 19th century. Man, that is crazy. You, you know, that is crazy. You know, yeah. Ryan, I want to digress for just a second yeah. because, you know, um, there, there's a, I think there's a misunderstanding or maybe, um, maybe there's, maybe there's even bad motives. Uh, I, I, I don't like to think of it that way, but we hear a lot of uh, believers saying things like, we got to take that mountain. And, yeah. I, and I think that what I see in the scriptures, for, exa- for example, Isaiah 60, mm-hmm. talks about the wealth of nations will come to you, kings leading the processions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it is we're not talking about invasion. We're talking about invitation. Yep. We're talking about Daniels, who the king says, okay, listen, I had a dream. Come in here and talk to me. And I think that with excellence and brilliance, and nobility and and love. Mm-hmm. I think that we're attracting, first of all, we're we're attracting this insight from God Himself. Yeah. Who is the creator? He's the scientist of all scientists, the he he's the doctor of all doctors, the mechanic of all, he's the engineer of all engineers, so on and so forth. And as we build connection with God, it's the glory of God that hide a matter. It's the glory of kings to search, search it, it out. out. Yeah. And we we create these. Like I actually believe that the next breakthrough in in uh, neuroscience and in um, cancer breakthroughs, mm-hmm. medical breakthroughs, mm-hmm. I think those the people that are leading that are going to be people that are tapped into SQ. I totally agree. The Lord's going to unlock this. This is Ephesians 3, if anybody wants to look it up, that the wisdom of God, the manifold wisdom yeah. of God, which is called multidimensional or multicolored, yeah. is actually going to be released actually through believers mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. And so I, I look at that as, hey, when you can cure cancer or when you have, you know, you can cure Parkinson's. My wife has Parkinson's, so this has been... My prayer right here, hey, Lord, let's have a breakthrough through believers. And the reason why I say through believers, because that attracts that attracts the world to, back to not just to yeah. the answer, but to the one who has the Absolutely. answer. Absolutely. And reconciles our relationship with the creator. Yeah. I think we're at, we're on the cusp. We're at the tipping point of that happening. And I think we, for the last 150 years, have been living in an epic season defined by Maxwell's relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And everything is just being built on top of that. The challenge is, is that the, the enemy hijacked. And instead of pointing back to the creator, we had this mass acceptance, this unifi- unifying principle of biology that we 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 evolved, that we 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 were not created, that an accident we were accidents. Yeah. And so God is resetting that um, because He He loves us. And then I think as we are building into this new. Um, 
this new season of technology, we see you asked the question about quantum um, mechanics and quantum communities. Quantum mechanics is basically the, the, the way to describe the smallest parts of our universe. So molecules, atoms, subatomic particles. It just so happens that quantum computing, um, all um, the, the, the foundation of that is based on being able to transfer information on these, these qubits, these, these photons, these electrons, these subatomic particles. And the way that they function is beyond what classical physicists can perceive or comprehend. Yeah. It's it's the fact, it's when we're talking about the mind of Christ, that it's inconceivable to man apart from God. And I believe that everything that happens, like the like God reveals his wisdom to us um, on earth as it is in heaven through partnership with us. And once that manifestation enters into the physical realm, it then becomes a part of man's collective consciousness and serves as the building block for everything that we do, even if man doesn't realize or remember its origin. That's what's happened is we we have to go back to the old gym. We yeah. have to rediscover origin in order to move us forward. So quantum computing, which is so – we're in an arms race for quantum computing. Yeah, I you, heard the Chinese had a breakthrough over, in the last few months. Yeah, over $10 billion they've invested in quantum alone. You've got the leading tech companies employing the leading quantum physicists to figure out how to commercialize and gain quantum supremacy. And, the, and, the, and they're employing particle physicists as well who are dissecting the atom into its smallest parts. And what they're saying is as we dissect it into its smallest parts, we cannot understand how these particles are operating and existing. It's as if there's a guiding force and another universe that is actually causing them to operate and exist. Which, you know, the scripture says that all things are held together in Christ. Yes. And then the, the very first, you know, let there be light. Mm -hmm. And we're, what we're finding is that light is photons, right? Yep. We're at the, at the heart of all molecules is mm -hmm. this light yeah is light yeah which was the yep. beginning yes let there be light separate yes. the light from the darkness yeah. and isn't it interesting when he said let there be light separate the light from the darkness it was actually three verses later that he created the sun and the moon yep so he actually created yeah. light and he actually created particles of light and we're yeah. building with light right yeah <laughs> yeah it's so good and my favorite probably one of my favorite passages in the bible is john 1 1 through 5 that says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and all things were made through him and then we say and in him was life and life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not comprehend it why it does all point back to light and light isn't an energy it's it's actually the lord and and, and the fallen angel was named lucifer Light bearer, yeah. Before yep. he was ever a demon, yeah. I, I mean, like this whole thing is like, oh man, it's good. What, what do we? So I'm, I'm getting excited. I know to we're gonna. This is. I know. I like. We we gotta about change this. the world, Ryan. That's, That's the goal, the right? Bottom there. line. But let me just tell you about what's going on with quantum computing right now. Is that you have this? The way that you can utilize quantum computing is that um, the best way I can describe this. If I had a coin. You could spin a subatomic particle like a like a photon um, into a spin state where it's actually two states at once. It's both wave and particle, and so because of that, you know, classical computing uses bits like binary. Um, it's XOs basically. Yeah, zeros and and zeros Zero and ones. ones. Yeah, but with quantum, you can actually through what scientists call a phenomenon. They, scientists don't like calling things phenomenon. They like to rationalize and define everything. It's really what they're saying. It's a sign and a wonder. Yeah. 
It's a miracle. When they say it's a phenomenon. Yeah, so these quantum physicists are, are, are manipulating the, and, and, and these, these qubits and putting them in a, in a phenomenon called superposition. So they're two states at once. And the best way I could say that, to illustrate that, is if I had a quarter and I, and I, and I spun it on this table, um, in the spin, it would be both heads and tails. It's not until we measure it is it heads up or tails up. So you can spin these qubits in this superposition state that actually allows them to receive and compute exponential amounts of data. So that's freaky enough. And then you can put another qubit in superposition. This could be 100 miles away. This could be 1,000 miles away. Theoretically, this could be light years away. And this too becomes in superposition. And then through a, a, another phenomenon, another, I'm going to call it sign and wonder. From here, from now on, I'm just going to call this a sign and a wonder. A miracle is that these two become entangled. So as this one is, this yeah. one is exactly correlated. So you can actually transfer information. You can compute information over here and you can actually impact and, and transfer information over here faster than the speed of light. Einstein called this spooky action at a distance because it makes no sense in the physical realm. It is as this one is, so is this one. And so you have these universities, I think in Europe, like Denmark, that successfully were able to teleport information simultaneously, instantaneously from here to here faster than the speed of light, because it's not a matter of transferring information. It's a matter of being. As you measure this one, as you can compute on this one, this one instantaneously is impacted because they're entangled. This Just is, as we are entangled is, with the Lord. This is like Star Trek, in, man. We're gonna Yeah. It won't be long before we learn the secret of Philip being transported, right? From yeah. one place to another. And it's like, beam me up, Scotty. So here's so so here's my so here's the thing. You talked about finding um, cures for incurable diseases. Yeah. So what would take our fastest supercomputers today, literally thousands of years to compute data, it will take quantum computers seconds. So in real time, they can figure out a protein molecule in cancer and figure out where the discrepancy is and build a solution for it. So that's that's what's at stake here with quantum computing. But I don't think it'll be fully actualized until we understand the very nature of it actually points to um, the brilliance of our creator and his, his relationship with creation. Yeah, and I, I love what you're saying, like the interconnectedness of all creation, mm -hmm. like creation looks disconnected. But it's but it's it's actually mutually connected. Everything yeah. everything in the universe is connected. Here's my concern. Um, my concern is that one, I do believe we're raising up technologists to go into the space, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is giving them downloads that they once they say yes and step into the space, <laughs> like that will only be unlocked when they when they're obedient to His voice. What I'm concerned is is that we get hung up on the beauty of the manifestation on the creation that we then flip the script from heaven to earth back to an earth to heaven approach. Yeah. We get so wrapped up in the brilliance of the creation that if we're not careful, we set the tone that can be hijacked. It's that open door of arrogance and pride that the devil can then try to counterfeit. Everything needs to point back to Jesus. I think this is the unveiling of Emmanuel Christ with us through his creation. And the more we partner with him, the more that we actually get to um, manifest his creativity, his creation to us and then through us. 
Ryan, this has been a great conversation. We could go on. I'm just, I know, man. In fact, we're just getting momentum right now. I'm like, this is such a great uh, conversation. Would you just take a minute just to pray? There, there'll be people on here that, yeah. you know, like we're talking about, like, whoo, massive. Yeah. And they're like, my daughter's on drugs. My, yeah. you know, my, my son's not coming for Christmas because I don't know where he is and I haven't seen him. Yeah. For five years, you know, like, and they need spiritual intelligence yeah. for their daily raising of their children. Yeah. Yeah. Would you just pray? Yeah. I want to just say this, that God has specific solutions for you that can only be found so through a personal relationship between you and him. It's that yada relationship, that yep. intimate, you know, the word yada is the most intimate form of knowing. It's the same word in Genesis 4 where it says mm. Adam knew Eve yep. and they conceived. Yep. Your yada relationship with the Lord will conceive solutions for your life, and then it will multiply to other people's lives. Absolutely. So I see these individual yada solutions in partnership and relationship with the Holy Spirit, this SQ, actually being individualized, but but actually forming a beautiful mosaic that when you zoom out, all these solutions put together, actually, point, you, it'll actually be a picture of Jesus. So, so don't get caught up in thinking that you have to have this big, massive solution for the world. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is that solution that you've been wanting? Lean into what he's saying to you. Matthew 6, says, Seek first his kingdom and righteousness, so and good. all these things shall be added unto you. IQ and EQ don't come first. SQ comes first. Yeah. And it can only be birthed from a relationship. It's not acquiring knowledge. It's actually an intimate knowing of him. So I'm just going to declare that over you as you mm -hmm. lean into the Lord and an intimate relationship with him. He has solutions just waiting for you, just like just like Chris said, that it's the it's the it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings and queens to um, search a matter out. Your royalty, you get to you get to go on this journey, Come and on. you get to actually search the matter out. And God is preparing something for you that can only be fully actualized through a personal relationship with Him. And it doesn't come from a Tower of Babel approach, an earth to heaven, but a heaven to earth. So I just declare right now that as you spend mm -hmm. your alone time with the Lord, as you're driving. As you're, as you're in those moments in the grocery store, that God is revealing Ooh. his solution to you because you're walking with him. And I just want you to know that God, God, absolute, you are the apple of his eye. You are the affection of his eye. The things that are important to you, those challenges in your life, they matter to him. And what God is going to do to you, he's going to do through you. You are going to impact the world, but it actually starts with an individual relationship with him. So Lord Jesus, anybody who's watching this right now and they just need a solution and they are on their hands and knees trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. the, best, the best way to figure it out is to surrender to you yes, and listening to your word into what you're saying to them. And that what you what you desire is relationship with us. That's why you made us. That's the yes, origin Lord. of our existence. And Lord, right now, if there's someone that's dealing with a child on drugs, Lord, I just declare your authority in that yeah. situation right now. Like we yeah. see it right now. I see chains falling off. I see yeah. chains falling off, not only on the child, but on the parent as yes. well. Lord, that there is going to be a 180 metanoia repentance mm -hmm. and a change 
And that this is going to be a testimony, not only in their lives, but is going to impact the nations because of your goodness. It is your goodness that leads man to repentance, not out of compliance or obligation, but out of overwhelming sense of identity because we know whose we are. And Lord, I just pray right now that for that mm-hmm. person that feels like they're at the end of the rope, Lord, would you, would you, would they feel such a tangible presence of your, of your embrace that they have full confidence in knowing whose they are? And that's, that is, that is the foundation of everything. Thank you, Jesus, that you care, you care for your children and you want this relationship with them. Thank you that we get to partner with you to manifest your will Mm. on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus name. Amen. We'll see you next week. God bless you. I hope that you were encouraged and inspired by Ryan and, uh, and myself too. God bless. Do you know that you have access to the mind of God? Through the power of the cross, you have a connection to what God thinks about problems and the circumstances of life. You might be going through something right now that you think is a problem, but to God, it's actually just a challenge when you have access to the thoughts of God for the solutions for the problems that you are facing. Instead of living with limited insight and intelligence, you can develop your spiritual intelligence. Yeah, this is the real exciting part of it. You can actually develop spiritual intelligence and grow your connection with God, and you can actually think like God. Yes, you can actually think like God. After 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us that we can create an access point with God where we actually think God's thoughts. And so we are offering courses to empower you to think beyond the limits of human reasoning and move in to God reasoning, to God thoughts, to God's ideas in real time and increase your capacity for spiritual intelligence. Are you ready to explore God's terrain of thought in your life's challenges and actually go from victim to victor? We really want to encourage you to take this course. You can enroll in this course at thesqinstitute.com and access God's intelligence for your situations and learn how to grow your capacity in God. God bless you.